Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. No, not because of anything that we are, but because of what they are. No, sorry. Because... What? <laughs> Bear with that me. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they don't think it'd be like it is, but it do. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 46. It's your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Bro Possum. And I'm Patrick, a.k.a. at Catholic Pat. That's the first time you've ever put a.k.a. in your introduction. Really? Because I was just about to be like, I was about to be like, hey, when are we ever going to change our intros? LOL. But you just weird. did it. I've never said a.k.a. Yeah, you right? always just right. say, I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. You've never said a.k.a. before. You know what's funny? is like that. that's just how we said it the first time. Yep. And There's a I lot of things that we it. accidentally did right the first time. That's true. Like like the outro, please pray for us. We'll be yeah. praying for you. See you on the Twitters. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We didn't have the name for the longest time, so that what? doesn't count. Sorry. What? What did you say? What? Nothing. Okay. I was talking. I couldn't. Everyone else heard. Oh, man. I'm going to listen that back to weird. this and go, dang it! <laughs> Classic. <clears throat> oh, what's up? How's your uh, How's your life, man? Things have been going really well. We didn't really talk about this on the Arlene episode, which is coming out next week. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But I met Reverse Sergio time. on Tuesday. You what? I met Sergio on Tuesday. Sergio? Like yeah. the infamous Sergio? Or yes. Panchito Pistoles, as he is now Panchito known? Pistolas. Pistolas. Sorry. Pistolas. Uh, you, meet, you met him in real life. What was he like? Yes, I did. Is he a character? So he's really cool. Yeah. He's quite he's quite the guy. He's a for lot, the people okay, for so, the people that don't know. Can you explain how we know Sergio? Can I explain Sir? No, I can't explain Sergio. But so he's always existed. Um, there was never <laughs> a time when he wasn't. <laughs> Sergio has never not been. He's, uh, there's always been. He's he was there in so he's, 1300 he's BC Stella. watching Lucha Libre wrestling. <laughs> so he's like the original catholic twitter like before anon accounts even really took off sergio was there and i don't really i mean he's a really cool guy his his past is still somewhat of an enigma to me i from what he told me he's a revert from what i got he's a revert um he started working at a certain publishing company which helped him meet um which helped him like be like five feet away from the pope when he came to philadelphia he moved to philadelphia a little while back and I visited Philadelphia, and we met up. And I always thought he was like older. Like he tweet, he talks older on Twitter than he does in real life. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He, he tweets more maturely than he speaks. Yeah. Um. He's a lot like. He's like thirty, but he doesn't look thirty. Is which he thirty? Sure Is he really thirty years old? Yeah, he like just turned thirty. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't think he was that old. He's old. I follow old people on Twitter. Man. 
I mean, yeah, we follow catching foxes. Oh, burn. <laughs> the roast is so... Luke texted me today. He's like, I always feel so bad when I roast you guys. Like, did I go too far? And I'm like, dude, it's why did, fine. Why is your impersonation of Luke an angry trucker at a truck stop in Oklahoma? <laughs> you guys sell eggs and guys, bacon I'm here. Like, and also, any more technica vacua. Guys, I'm like so sorry. Like, so, <laughs> so sorry. That I... <laughs> It's so, I'm like, like, so, but you, you guys are, you guys are great. Like, they're really they're great. So, great. so great. Like, I love you guys. <laughs> so, so there we go. There's, we our, love Luke. <laughs> there's our, there's our weekly Luke impression. There's our weekly Luke impression. Um, and, um, yeah, so you went yeah, to Philadelphia so and then we, that's well, it was so great. I told you about this earlier, but we talked about ev what was awesome was my family was there. So my mom got to meet Sergio as well. And they are they they kind of they had good conversations like they were walking by themselves while like we were trotting by and they were like talking or whatever, and that was cool. And what was what was really great was that my entire family got to hear someone besides me talking about Catholic Twitter, so it kind of legitimized it in some sense. Yeah, that's not what it did um, at all. Yeah. <laughs> Catholic Twitter still kind of uh, sucks. <laughs> but Sergio and I, the best part was Sergio and I talked about every issue that Catholic Twitter has ever had in the past four or five years in a day and we solved all of it and here's how we did it we weren't talking online it's almost as if talking online makes things worse it makes everything so much worse like he didn't like say something wrong that i misperceived as being an insult and then just like tweeted an angry gif and blocked him like that's not what happened we just talked and we laughed yeah, it was good. That's good a really stuff. good time. I'm glad. He was really hospitable. He showed us all around. He showed us like Independence Hall. He showed us, uh, he showed us like the oldest street in America. We went to the um the oldest church in America. It was pretty cool. Nice. He took us to the cathedral. Wow, that's that's actually really cool. I'm kind of jealous. I want Sergio to tour me around every city in America. We can make a TV show out of that, to be honest. <laughs> this is this is all a shout yeah. out to Sergio. If you don't follow Sergio, he's at Nostromo Serge on twitter.com uh he used to write for uh patheos didn't he but ascension press ascension press but not anymore but yeah sergio good good guy follow him on twitter and so now i'm in dc nice hanging out down the street same old place we did same old thing we did last week <laughs> yes and by the time this podcast is released i will still be in dc so if you are in dc hit me up um but other than that, I'm going back to Philadelphia soon. Then I'm going up to Ithaca Cornell to visit my friend Mariel. Shout out, Mariel. And then I'm going back to Steubenville on August 6th. So if you're in any of those areas on the Patrick Nevy mini summer breakout tour, <laughs> then you'll... <laughs> <laughs> the breakout tour. I like tour. meeting people. Yeah, so. yeah, that's cool. I'm going to Scranton. That's a thing. That's where Joe Biden is from. Yeah, it's also where the office is based. That's why I'm going. Nope. Joe Biden. Yep. Where it's it's halfway between it's halfway between Philadelphia and uh, Ithaca, so I was like, I would be crazy not to stop, right? Yeah, a friend there, so totally crazy. You know how I feel about the Office, so I really don't care. Yeah, Ethan hates good television. I don't Moving hate on. good television. I just hate in general. I just hate. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just, I'm just angry. Yeah. Just an angry guy. <laughs> I'm just mad online. Yeah, that's me. Your boy, Robossum. So what did you do this week, Ethan? Boy, let me tell you. I'm oh, just strap in, folks. I'm I'm almost two beers deep, so this is gonna be great. Uh, oh, geez. 
he sang during the bonus podcast. He just, I was like trying to talk and he just wouldn't stop singing. Like the joke was done. We get it, Ethan. You know the song. I sang the whole first verse, the whole thing. Um, That's the entire song. Yeah. One verse. Well, it's need to breathe. What do you expect? Boom. Uh, So this past week I went to Steubenville, Mid-America, which was awesome. Like, Shout out Mid-America. Oh my goodness, it was awesome. Did you know that Mid-America is the biggest Steubenville conference in the whole country? No way. Yeah, like it's bigger than Steubie East, it's bigger than Main Campus, it's bigger than all of them. That actually makes sense. St. Louis is insane. Also, it's in the middle of the country, so it's... Yeah, a lot more people can come to it, which is really, really cool. So, uh, we took the biggest group, which I didn't know before, we took the biggest group to that. We were bigger than... So, the Sioux City Diocese took an entire group of people, like, from their whole diocese, they had a hundred. We took a hundred and one from just our parish. There you go. Which was so cool. Um, I got to meet a lot of people. You actually retweeted some of them. Like I, they would tweet pictures of, oh, I got to meet Bro Apostle. Yes. Like life is complete. That's so funny. Whatever, which was hilarious. All of the teens that I was with, they were so angry the whole week because they're like, I can't believe people want to meet you. Like, why are you cool? Like nobody really likes you. <laughs> they were just so mad. Who listens to podcasts? Yeah. Obviously those three but people then, and my mom. But then some of the teens, I gave them crunch cards, and they would just walk up to people and say, hey, um, do you ever eat food? And they'd be like, yeah. And be like, well, you should try crunching on something sometime. And they'd like hand them a card and then walk away. Oh, and they would just, nice. they would find the cheesiest way to bring up like, hey, do you listen to podcasts? Well, this is my friend. He's famous. You should listen to his podcast. Like, no shame about it. They would just promote mercilessly that's what i did at seek i'd walk up to people and be like yeah. hey you listen to podcasts and they're like yes obviously but i was like no i was like here's a good place to start and just hand them a card it was a pretty good sales line yeah it worked it was cool um i got to see gomer which was nice shout um, out gomer yeah shout out gomer catching fox's fame i got to talk to him a little bit on friday night before the session started but i didn't really get to talk to him any other time just because both of us were busy he was busy freaking killing it and i was busy uh chaperoning and leading a small group uh shepherding yeah but it was it was so much fun holy cow like i can't i can't get over the fact that like that's what i keep telling people is like how was the trip i go it was so much fun like not because of the praise and worship not because of the speakers not because of like being famous or whatever but leading a small group and being a core team member and being a chaperone like being in that role was so much fun to me you know so much fun because what we would do is the core team would get up early and we would all have a meeting before the session started. So we would skip breakfast and we would get our own breakfast, like bagels or whatever. And we would all meet and everybody would share like their glory stories. And all of these amazing things were happening on this trip. And that was like in the morning, we would just get filled up with all these great things we were hearing about these teens and like what they were doing, what they wanted to do. And then we would go out and we would just be so joyful and just ready for the whole day, uh, which was super, super cool. Um, so we did that, and the conference was a lot of fun, and Gomer gave a great talk. Michael Gormley gave the, hands down, the best men's talk I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, yeah. the best men's talk. I've heard some pretty terrible men's talks in my life. I've been to, This was my sixth <laughs> Steubenville conference. I've heard some pretty terrible men's talks. This one was I, was, I was taking notes, right, because it was Gomer, and how can you not take notes? But about halfway through, I just, like, slowly stopped taking notes, and I was just sitting, I was just listening. Because I was 100% like captivated by everything he was saying and talking about. Um, so some of the things, like he talked about what it meant to be a man, um, 
how like different cultures define manhood and like initiation rituals and stuff. He's talked about that on Catching Foxes before. Um, and he did talk a little bit about pass passivity that Arlene talked about um, in the episode that will come out next week. He said the passive man in the future. Yeah, in the future. He says uh, the passive man is the most disgusting thing that's ever existed, and he like challenged men to like not be so passive to go and ask girls out, and, like be active um, in their role. That was the talk that I was talking about. Yeah, he's the reason why all of the guys asked out girls yes. right after the men's yeah, yeah, session yeah. in my senior year. Oh my it, I'm pretty sure it was the same talk. It was so good. Um, and he says nowhere in the Bible does God call us to be a nice boy, like which was such a good nice. line because so many of my teens I think are scared of branching out and being anything but the nice boy you know because they're all really nice guys like they're all raised by good catholic families and it's like they're scared to jump off the fence you know like the worst thing you can do is sit on the fence um and he talked about fear versus anxiety and hope and courage and your identity as a christian man and it wasn't a porn talk and it wasn't a chastity talk it was a it was a man's talk that was not about grunting and hoo hawing. it was it was so good um so I love that. We'll make fun of that more in the future. We'll make fun of more of that in the future. Um, Sister Miriam. Oh, my gosh. So oh, she's amazing. I know how I said last week that I fell asleep during her talk at Seek. Uh, but the talk that she gave, I was like, the word that kept coming up was captivating. Like, she is captivating. She is the real deal. She has this, like, she talks about scripture as if she was there. You know, yeah. which I know that some people do. And like some people say that you do it. But like as I was lit, she was talking about she told the story of the the, the blind man um, who calls out like Jesus, son of David, have pity, have pity on me um, as he walks Ooh. into Jerusalem. Bartimaeus. Yeah, Bartimaeus. And she told that story as if she was Bartimaeus, like she because t- she had a cloak in front of her and she was neat for half the talk. She was kneeling and like laying on the ground. And I was no less engaged because of it, you know. So uh, that was really, really good. And then obviously the adoration was great and the praise and worship was great and this, that, and the other thing. The conference or the trip really started for us when we went to um, this camp afterwards. So we went to this uh, ranch in Oklahoma. It's kind of like a Christian ranch. And they let us take over their chapel for a couple days. And we go there and we had, oh, oh, I'm going to cry talking about it. So uh we got there on sunday afternoon and like kind of the goal is like taking this big experience from steubenville and then kind of walking the teens down the mountain like slowly so that they don't have this drop off you know yeah because that's because that's the biggest problem with every steubenville is you come back and the teens are like home and then they just completely forget everything that happens because it's such an immediate like and the conferences try their best. Like they always have that sending forth talk. And when we did it at retreats, I was always like, I always love to give that talk. Cause it's like my, my favorite thing about giving talk is reality checks. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you leave, everything's going to be the same. Nothing's going to feel like it's, everything's going to feel like it's changed. Nothing's going to feel like it's changed, but you're going to know that you've changed it's all that stuff. And, the student conferences, they know that and they try, but it's like, it's but it's so, so hard because of the timing. Like it's so quick. Like you have Saturday night adoration and then you're leaving at noon the next day. Like there's not enough yeah, time. Not time. Yeah. So what we like to do yeah. is we have we have this trip afterwards that goes till Tuesday that we can take time to do that thing. Um, and we did this activity. And I'd done this before on retreats in high school, but this is the first time that I felt that we truly did it. So like our focus 
Um, so the focus of the conference, the theme was elevate. About It was all about elevating your life, elevating your spirituality, elevating your mind, elevating your social media use, elevating everything you do to be for the glory of God, right? So that was kind of the focus of the conference. We get to the, the post-trip, the, the camp is what we call it, um, and our theme was kind of we stole from LTLC or Life Teens Leadership Conference or whatever it was. It was called Heart of God. Um, and so we talked a lot about the love of God the Father and why that's important because so many teens just they don't feel loved and they don't feel worthy of love. You know, like some of the things that I heard from teenagers this past weekend, you know, stories of addiction, abuse, um, habitual sins that are terrible, um, their friends, the, the terrible things that their friends have done to them, the terrible way that their friends have treated them, um, like a, a whole host of things that these teenagers have gone through. And you're just you just want to grab them and hold them forever and just let them know that they're loved, you know. So like that was one of the big things that we wanted to focus on was uh, kind of the love of the father. And so we did this hug circle. Have you ever done a hug circle, Patrick? No. It sounds kind of pagan, but I promise it's a real thing. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds pagan. So you there are two concentric circles. So there's yeah. one circle on the inside, and then there's another circle on the outside, and everybody's paired up with a person. So if you're on the inside, you're facing out. You're on the outside, you're facing in. And the people on the inside. They close their eyes, and they put their arms down at their side, and they're not allowed to move or open their eyes or say anything. And the people on the outside hug them as if they were Christ hugging that person, right? And so everybody in, on the inside has to receive God's love. And you like lose track of – because you get like 50 hugs, and you lose track of who it is, right? And so you just over and over, like you just get this Christ hug as if Christ is hugging you. And then when you're on the outside, you you move and you go one person at a time and you just hug everybody all around the circle. And it is one of the most beautiful things, you know, because I used to do this at a retreat in high school and it was never that powerful. Um, but just the way that the disposition of the teens and where they were at, it was the most powerful thing I've ever seen because teen, people were crying. The adults were crying. Everybody was super moved by the fact that they felt worthy of God's love. Like there was a, a chaperone on the trip that was 50 years old crying like a baby because he felt God's love. And it just spoke to the reality of how universal that is, of how we all feel unworthy of love to some extent, you know, yeah. because of our sin, because of our brokenness. And that, like, it wrecked me. I was, I, um, I was in shambles. Honestly... They had to mop me up. <laughs> it was so bad. I gotta be honest, I didn't know that was the universal thing. Like, I never really thought about that. What do you mean? I honestly thought it was just me. You dummy. Of course it's not just you. No, like, I... I, I went to... I. Alright. So, a, a while back, I was, uh... I was, I was house-sitting. Like, when I was house-sitting, those, those couple weeks back, and I was just in my... I, I had a lot of alone time, and it wasn't, it wasn't good for me, because I was just, like, inside my head. And I realized that a lot of my problems that I've had in life have come down to the fact that I don't really know how to receive love. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I, I it's just really, it, it's weird because I, I think I'm really good at loving people, you know? And I'm like, I don't, I don't think I have a problem with loving people. I just think that I have a problem believing that people love me and believing that I'm valued. And so that translates really easily to God. Yeah. You know, I don't really... I don't really feel like God loves me. 
you know, mm-hmm. it happens way too often. And so yeah. I brought that to confession. And I was like, Father Jeff, I don't feel like God loves me. And he's like, all right. Um, so like you, you desire to feel love and you desire to feel joy. Like those desires are God's, you know, those desires are desires that God puts in your heart because God gives you those good desires. And anyone who desires love that much, God's not going to leave empty. You know, if you desire love, then God's not going to leave you empty-handed. You just have to be patient, like He's patient. You know, He's like, you, you took you. I mean, I, I mean, I'll be the first one to admit that I, I look, I took so long to start loving God, and I don't know why. I, I guess I should, you know, start being as patient as He was with me. I'm not sure. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Tell me more about your retreat. What? <laughs> that was that was awesome. Okay, thank you. I just love it when you share those things. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, you're right. Like, I think a lot of people have the same thoughts that you do is that I'm the only one. I'm the only one that struggles with this. Because everybody else looks like, you know, they go up to the communion line, they receive the Eucharist, and it's fine. Like, you can't tell somebody's interior disposition just from looking at them, you know? And I think a lot of people, I think that's what Steubenville does. I think Steubenville puts your insides on your outsides. And I don't think that's a bad thing. A lot of people get at teens for, you know, raising their hands or, you know, kneeling down or crying or whatever. But it's not a show for most, for most, I I can't say for all of them, but for for most, it's they're revealing their interior disposition with their exterior posture, you know, like that's how they feel. That's how they not feel as in emotions. That's like what they, that's their state. That's where their soul is. That's where their soul is. Yeah. And it's, that's not a bad thing to show, you know? I don't know. Like, I remember my first Steubenville. I remember my first Steubenville. I cried on the first song. And it wasn't like I'm not a very emotional. I'm not like a. a I mean, I'm I'm a pretty expressive person, you know. But I I I don't cry easily, you know. It and and it's because that's where my heart was. It was just like it was just a lot of brokenness. Yeah. But throughout high school, like my adoration experiences, you know, it was like those 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 experiences. They became less and less about tears and more and more about laughter because that's where my heart was, was it's just like my soul was like joyful, you know, and that kind of, that's kind of changed over the course of, and I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to start analyzing like my spiritual life because 
we're, we're way too close to our own spiritual lives to judge them accurately. Yeah. But like, the, the, it's, it's, it, yeah, you're right. When people kneel down and when they open their hands, that, that's an out, that's an outward sign of an inward thing. Sound familiar? Yeah. It's like the sacrament. So like when a kid opens his hands for the first time, he's opening his heart for the first time. I don't think that should be discouraged. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's good stuff. You're right. Outsides on insides on the outsides. Insides on the outsides. It was good. Uh, So for the rest of the conference or for the rest of the camp on, on uh, Monday was just kind of a play day. Like we, there had paintball, they had zip lines, they had horseback (laughs) riding, they had a lake, they had a giant slip and slide that I slammed my face into so this sucked. So you go down the slip and slide, right? And there's this bump. I think it's meant as a speed break, but what it really does is cause injuries. So I went down <laughs> on my knees, and somehow I went off this bump, spun around 180 degrees, landed back down, and my face slammed into the into the slide. <laughs> I bit my lip, and I think I slightly concussed. But that was fun. Um, Stop drinking. I know. <laughs> And I played paintball, and I got my leg all scratched up. I got shot six times in the span of two seconds in the final round. I had gone the whole time without getting shot. I played like four rounds, and I had not gotten shot. I was doing great. And then the last round, I stand up because I was just going to go for it. You know, I was just charging through. And I got shot on my right arm, my left arm, my left leg, my right leg, my right butt cheek, and the back of my head all within two seconds of each other. And it was like you got everywhere. everywhere. You got the places. That's yeah. where everyone. That's where you should get hit. Yeah, I got I got owned. Um, so that was cool. Like obviously, you find God through play and recreation and everything, and that was really needed. Um, then on Monday night we had adoration, and uh, that was great. They played the song "Pieces." Have you ever heard that song? Who's it by? I don't know her name. You don't give your heart in pieces. You know that song? No. It was such a good song. I, I've been thinking about that song nonstop. I'll probably play it in the episode. But it's such a powerful song. And I think it really just kind of summed up like the whole heart of God, Father's love theme that we were going for. And they play that song, and I got to pray over teens. Like, I was a part of a prayer team and it was me and another core team member and we were standing on the side and the, we had adoration for like an hour and a half the whole time we had guys coming up and asking us to pray over them like non-stop you know and every single we had like five or six groups of core team members all of them had teens coming up and just asking for prayers and they revealed you know just like what was on their hearts and what was going on in their lives it was so powerful so incredibly beautiful because the, they just the world just kicks the crap out of these teenagers just it's ridiculous. It's I mean, so unfair because they're so – they think that they're so broken. They think that they're so – they've done so many things wrong. They think that they're irredeemable. And like I said, you just – I just want to grab them. I just want to hug them and say it's fine. No, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's kind of heartbreaking, honestly, just hearing, hearing some of the things because it's – and then you have to tell them like the advice I give is like you – are going through what Christ went through. You know, like your friends have beaten you and they've spit on you and they've stripped you of your dignity and they've left you to die on a cross. And like, you want to go back to those friends when you get home? Like, that's what you want to do? And like, you see them struggling with it so hard. Like they, they don't know what to do. You know, they're like, they don't want to leave their friends because to them, that's everything. You know, because that's all, that's their only, 
thing that they have. But you could, I mean, I can see it from, from my perspective and just go, no, like, don't, don't go back to them. You, you can do so much. You're so great. You're so beautiful. You know, like that's, that's the best part of these trips is because I can stand up in front of everybody and look at the, all of their faces and there it's like looking, it's like looking at angels. It's like looking at the communion of saints. It's like looking at people that have the beatific vision. Like they're so joyful because they've received God's grace in a new and profound way that they've never had before when they go to your average suburban Sunday mass, you know, and it, it's it's kind of addictive, which is why I keep going back. It's just because I love that. I love seeing the beauty of these teenagers. Like they're they're beautiful, beautiful people. I can't handle it. It's nuts. They're crazy. <laughs> I mean, devoting devoting your life to stuff like that is what makes saints. You know, it's true. I mean, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like. Whenever, whenever you talk to someone who works in ministry, they're like, oh, better be careful. You're not going to have a lot of money. And it's like, oh, better be careful. You can't serve both God and mammon. Like, <laughs> sorry. Like, like I am aware I wasn't planning on having a lot of money anyway. I have no marketable skills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, all I'm good at is reading and talking about Jesus. And if that's all I have to do, yeah. if, I, if that's all I do before I die, that's fine. I'm good with that. Boy, I'm good. But, like, the the kind of – but not only not only the fact that it's, it's like, no – like a an impoverished job but he really embraced poverty as a layperson which is cool working mm-hmm. in ministry it's so hidden yeah you know that little even though you have like a lot of people in front of you like 100 people that's a lot and you're going to big conferences like your ministry one-on-one to those teens in your small group and stuff that's so small like on on the big scale of things on like on like the world scale of things yeah but in the eternal scale it means so much mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and those are the kind of saints that we want to be yeah, um, I've, I've been I've been trying to formulate this tweet for a while. Everybody wants to be the next Thomas Aquinas, but nobody wants to be the next and companions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I want to be yeah, a companion. like everybody wants to be the next. Yeah, like everybody wants to be the big saint, but nobody wants to be like the tiny martyr. You know, yeah. like the the guy that like did the deed, but doesn't even have his name uh-huh. in the list. He like has a feast day and he's in heaven. But OMG, I want to be things. just like Blessed Pierre Giorgio Forsetti because he climbed mountains and he was attractive and he smoked a pipe and I want to be just like him. No, you don't. You live in Kansas. You cannot be like Pierre Giorgio Forsetti. Sorry. Also, his parents hated everything he wanted to do with his life and he died of polio and only had one half of an aspirin his entire life. You really want to be like Blessed Pierre Giorgio Forsetti? He was hardcore. Yeah. I I hate the, the glorification of those kinds of saints because it's... It's almost as if God gives different graces to different people who are in different states of life to do different things for his church and for his kingdom. But what do I know? I'm just a guy. God, God's going to make you do great things regardless of whether or not people see them. Yeah, that's true. I, I talked about this in the bonus episode that nobody's heard. Yeah. Um, and most of the people who listen to this won't like, hear. Yeah. So I guess I'll repeat it here. It's worth it bear, it's worth repeating. It's like God, God calls you. Like be confident in the fact that God is calling you to greatness, right? But greatness does not necessarily mean that you're going to be 
converting thousands of people with your words. Like that's not what greatness is. Greatness could be doing something really profound that no one ever sees. Like doing something prayerfully profound. Like imagine if you went like for instance, um there were saints that did constant Lent and then harsher Lents during actual Lent and never told anyone. Mm-hmm. Those are that's greatness that no one ever saw. But it made them holy and it got them to heaven. So who cares if anyone saw it? So yeah. I don't know, like that that just some like small Christian camp in Oklahoma, like that meant so much more than the Steubenville conference. It did. Honestly, ev- if you ask any of the teens, like what was your favorite part of the trip? None of them will say that the, the praise and worship, none of them will say the talks, none of them will say the say the conference. They'll say, When we went to camp and we got to just be together and we got to pray together and we got to live life together in a way that's just free you know and fun like that's the best part for them and it's the best part for everybody like the core team our youth minister everybody loves that so much because it's it's different it's unique it's an an authentic christian community it is that you're building yeah and they're gonna stay together throughout high school like that's what they're gonna do Mm because they've had this experience together Mm -hmm. yeah and, and one of the, the big things that we talked about was like how great experiences don't change us. Jesus changes us, you know, yeah. and how time doesn't heal wounds. Jesus heals wounds, you know, like those were kind of big focuses of like, okay, you can't rely on this conference. You can't rely on this trip. You have to rely on your community. You have to rely on Christ. Like Gomer talked about this in one of his talks. Like he said that community is almost more important than prayer when it comes to conquering sin and conquering like struggles in your life obviously prayer is the most important thing but if you have a strong community i dare you to find something that you can't you know get over you know what i mean and so like building that community is what was the whole goal and that's what we do and i think that's what we did like i don't know if you saw my picture that i tweeted the other night but we had small groups on wednesday night we got back on tuesday and there were like a hundred teenagers that were there for small groups. We had three small groups that were meeting. Normally we have maybe 10 in each small group. Absolutely crazy. There was like a party in the parking lot because everybody was just there and we were playing songs and just having a good time because we're all back together and the community was there and you felt it. And I know it's going to fade away and I know it's not going to be the same, but yeah, it's not going to be the same, but it's not going to fade because it's authentic. Yeah. Right? So it's not going to be like, I just, it's going to, it's yeah. going to change. Yeah. People are going to leave, uh-huh. but that's not fade. It won't be know? as exciting. It won't be as new. It won't be as emotional. I mean, yeah. but yeah, just seeing, I was in that parking lot and I was just staring at all of these teenagers saying, wow, like this is, this is what heaven is like, you know, everybody getting together and just so happy to see each other. So happy to be there and, and pray together. And, and be with God and grow closer to God. Freaking love teenagers. Further up and further in. I love teenagers so much. Like, it's kind of a creepy so thing. Cool. It's, it's my, that's what I've discovered this, this past week and kind of this summer is that my heart belongs with the youth. My heart belongs to the teenagers. Yeah. You know, my heart belongs to the high schoolers. And that's, that's where I'm... I, that's where I'm going to focus my energy, you know, for the church, 
mean, you heard it in last week's episode. We talked a lot about it. We won't talk about it again, but that's that's what I love. That's where God is calling me to. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I I'm really wiped. I'm drained because I had that whole you know five days straight of ministry, and it was long and it was hot. We didn't have any AC on our buses. And it was in the middle of the, the, the hottest heat wave in the Midwest in that covered like four or five states all summer. And that sucked. And, but I just didn't care. Like there were a lot of things that could have gone wrong. There were a lot of things that did go wrong, but ultimately we helped lead teens closer to Christ. And that's all that matters. It's literally all that matters. I don't care. It should be the slogan for some. Yeah. Right. Wife team. Maybe. I don't know. I think that everybody should reflect on how God loves them, first of all. Everybody needs to reflect on what their community is and what that looks like and how they value that community and how they contribute to that community. And thirdly, I don't have a third thing. I think those two things are important. If you, if some you, other third thing. Some other third thing. God's love and community. That's because that's what I've been thinking about all week. And listen to the song Pieces by whoever. Because I can't stop thinking about that song. I don't know. I just talked for like 30 minutes. I'm sorry. No, I had some stuff. I threw some stuff in there. You did throw some stuff in there. So I I feel bad when I hijack episodes from you because I had great experiences. No, it's great. Yeah, this was kind of also a somber episode. Not really somber, but like kind of quiet. Because it's super late and... I think that's okay because next week's episode is going to be pretty sporadic. Yeah, a little bit all over the place. A little bit nuts. I have to um, edit this before I go to bed tonight, boy. Yeah. It'll be cool. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really happy for you, man. Hey, thanks. I'm really happy for me too. A lot happened on this trip, like a lot of prayer and a lot of me figuring out what I was going to do, kind of with my life and with my future. Not figuring out, but getting a reality check, which was. When you re- talk about youth ministry. When you talk about youth ministry, it's a lot different when you talk than when you talk about the homework that you have to do. Like <laughs> you're in, it's a lot different than when you talk about engineering. Yeah, it, it's a, it's like a, it's like night and day. You're like, see, so yeah, I was soldering stuff today, <laughs> or like, or like, I just, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Hey, thanks. I'm glad you noticed that. I pick, I pick up. <laughs> um, nothing, nothing gets by me except yeah. for. They call him Patrick Stonewall Nevy. <laughs> Hide that joke oh, in at the at the forty seven minute mark for those of you that are still listening. <laughs> oh, oh geez, boy. it's worth forty seven minutes. No, we started like fourteen minutes in, so it's really minute thirty three ish. I'm guessing thirty four. If okay. I'm if I'm wrong, you can tweet me. Oh, I have to do crunch of the week. Stall for me. Good stuff. Um, I, I really don't know what to say because we got like somber we got like ten reviews in the past week after we called everybody out for That's not leaving true. us reviews. But I feel so bad because like we made a joke like, "Hey, we should we should pull one over on Catching Fox." Now all the reviews say like, "Take that, Catching Fox." And I'm like, <laughs> they're our friends. Wait, it's really funny. I feel bad. We've got some good reviews. I said that I was going to pick the one that had the best uh, length to humor ratio. So that's what I'm going to do. My friend Zach had a good. Um, inside joke one but i don't know if that counts because an insider nope doesn't count nope. <sighs> sorry zach better luck next time oh goodness <laughs> i have to pick this one 
This one's also an inside joke, but I'm picking it because I know what it is. Oh, come on. So it's, uh, he, the title of the review is literally Word to Comedy Ratio. And it's by NJJ1314, which I assume is, is Nick Johnson, who's a good friend of mine. And he says, holy butts. Because <laughs> when we were at the conference uh, on Saturday night, they kind of had a bit of a charismatic prayer session um, that was very Holy Spirit driven. Um, and I was standing next to some of the teens and like some of the things that they told me, some of the things we prayed about were nuts. And we were talking about it with the core team the next morning and somebody brought up kind of that session. I said, oh, the Holy Spirit time? Holy butts. And for whatever reason, they all thought that was really funny. And so uh, thank you, Nick Johnson, for writing in a review. I appreciate you. I love you. You're one of my very good friends, and I hope we stay friends for the rest of our lives. All right. Uh, what else? Are you going to read something now? Um, oh, wait. What's the uh... gold stuff by Aqu- Aquinian Jedi? You guys crunch on the bones of caught foxes. Don't stop. That's a good one. I didn't see that one pretty good one nice you crunch on the bones of caught foxes jeez caught foxes. someone someone posted a uh someone posted a picture of a fox on franciscan's campus uh-huh. and some guy named with the last name gormley commented someone should get luke and gomer to go catch that fox and i was like lol that's hilarious and i thought it was like gomer's brother but he's not related to him no and way I'm like yeah that's, I was like, that's weird anyway so that's um, all I have. Hey, when did the t-shirts get here? People keep yelling at me. Did you just ask me about t-shirts? Don't ask me about t-shirts. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you cut out. You cut out. The so people like, want to know sure. is what I'm saying. Well, the people the people want to know. Most of the people have paid, so the, the, they're coming. Um, if you need to change your address for any reason, email me. Like if you're, if you're like, oh, I gave you my home address, and now I'm going to be my college address. Just send me your address. It's fine. I can fix that. That's not a big deal. Um do you know when they it's ship? The most Im- when they no, because no, I haven't put an order in because I haven't been like I need I need like at least eighty percent of the money before I put an order in. How do people not have their money in? We've talked about it for like um, three months. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm gonna do a bunch of finance stuff oh, tomorrow, boy. and then I'm gonna call the guy and be like, "Look, also I need to figure out what shipping is gonna be." So. Don't we have crunch money for that? Isn't that what that's for? Yeah, here's the thing. I don't know if I want to pay for shipping for all, all of those shirts, though. I don't know. Who cares? We'll go into debt. I don't care. We won't go into debt. Yeah, we won't. We're fine. We have a Patreon page. Anyway, donate to our Patreon. Donate to Patreon if you want your shirt to be shipped. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have anything else. Sorry that this was a bit of a unemotional. Not unemotional. I mean, it was emotional, but... Not as high energy. We've been podcasting for approximately three and a half hours. Three hours. So it's been insane. It's been a long day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. It was good talking to you, though. It was good talking to you, too. It was good to catch up. I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, it has but yeah. Yeah, totally. It's been a week, but yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else you need to say to the people? Nope. All right, I'm closing it out. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. And we will see you on the Twitter. Sales.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.